Well, hello, hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Akaimi McCoy, and I am the Christian Therapist. I do count it as a privilege that you have chosen my podcast. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing my episodes on your social media platforms and for giving me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That helps me get the message out to a broader audience. If you are new to my podcast, please know that I upload new episodes weekly or bi-weekly. The best way to keep up with the new episodes is to subscribe to the podcast so you will get notifications. One thing that is important for you to know is that I am a licensed mental health professional practicing in the state of Maryland and Georgia. However, the podcast is not meant to be a replacement for therapy with a licensed mental health professional. What I do on this platform is to inform, educate, and entertain. I hope that what I share uplifts and encourages you. Lastly, I am a published author of three books that can be purchased by going onto my website or to amazon.com. All information is located in the show notes. Make sure you listen to the end for additional contact information and for ways to work with me. Okay, stay tuned for a brief advertisement or special announcements, followed by this week's episode. Hey everyone, great news. My new book, The Unhacked Mind, is now available for purchase on Amazon. This book is a great guide for retraining your brain, renewing your mind, and transforming your life. So check out the sample pages that's available on Amazon and get a copy for yourself or give one as a gift to a friend or family member. And feel free to leave a review on Amazon about your thoughts on the book. All right, take care. Here are seven reasons why they won't apologize. If you're anything like me, your relationship is contingent on them apologizing for what they did to you. I know that there have been many a times where I have sat around thinking that they are going to call me and apologize or come see me and apologize. And I wait, wait, wait for years on end sometime for that to take place. But it never does. A continued friendship is so contingent on the offender acknowledging your pain and taking responsibility for the role they played in whatever conflict you may have. And that's how I felt about some of the relationships that ended because of no apology. They owed me an apology and I wasn't going to do anything first to restore that friendship until they came and apologized for me for what they did. But I'm going to give you some reasons why an apology may never come to you. And I had to learn this in order to be able to move on. Number one, they are confident that they did nothing wrong. In other words, the problem exists because of something that was out of their control. For instance, if something took place, meaning they stood you up on a date or they um, didn't call you when they were supposed to. 
something may have happened on their end that made it difficult for them to contact you and let you know that they weren't going to be able to show up or, you know, maybe uh, some weather related thing took place or an accident on the road or something to that effect. And because of something that they had no control of interfered with the plans, then they don't see why they should have to apologize when they couldn't control what took place. But what I may be wanting is just for them to say, I'm sorry that this didn't happen, you know, but, you know, we can find another way to make make up for it. But I don't feel like I owe an apology to you for not showing up when the accident was not my fault. So that might be a way that somebody might understand what's going on and feel like they don't have to apologize. Number two, they believe you had a part to play in the miscommunication and therefore are just as responsible for what took place than they are. Many people struggle with some seriously irrational thinking patterns. But the thing is, those irrational thinking patterns may be due to a mental health disorder. So if they say something like, you should have known you should have um, not, you know, brought them over because you know how, how I was going to act. You should have known better. Or you should have never done A, B, C, and D. Or you should be able to read my mind. You should have, you should have known, you should have. They'll constantly say things like that and expect that their reasoning is correct or believe that their reasoning is correct. But a lot of times that does come from some irrational thought patterns that people have. And those irrational thought patterns, again, could be due to some mental health disorder that they're struggling with. And for that reason, we would want to be a little bit more understanding because it may be very difficult for them to think any way, think differently about the situation because of that mental health disorder that they're struggling with. Number three, trauma can negatively influence someone's behaviors and maladaptive thought patterns, along with growing up in a toxic family environment or a culture that is a lot different from what you may have grown up with or experienced. For instance, If somebody um, went through some really difficult experience in their lifetime, you know, a a traumatic event, now they may have these ways to protect themselves and their logic is a little bit messed up because of something that they suffered from or dealt with, which can be another mental health disorder. Post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD is really something that um, affects the way people think and their logic, you know, and it's, we may want to blame them, you know, for what they did and expect an apology, but they may have a hard time or difficult time rationalizing what you're expecting from them when they have been through something very horrible or horrific. 
So trauma can absolutely influence somebody's ability to see something wrong with their behavior and make it difficult for them to apologize for something that they did because they're blaming it or they're they're believing that because of what happened to them, they it's out of their control. They can't control that. So they may find it hard to apologize. Number four, people may struggle with apologizing because of some form of brain abnormality or a neurological disorder. If someone is struggling with, um, you know, understanding that they need to apologize for their behavior or for something that they said, it may just be something that is happening in their brain that they have no control over. And therefore, it won't take, it won't happen. So if somebody has an intellectual disability and they may have problems with um, reasoning and understanding and connecting things to how you feel or have struggles with empathy or sympathy because of that brain abnormality or that neurological disorder, you can't really expect that they're going to respond how we think is socially acceptable to respond. So they may not be able to, you know, realize that they need to apologize for something. So having an expectation of them is, you know, pretty obvious that they're not going to respond the way you would think that they would respond. I feel like I rambled with that one, but (laughs) hopefully you're getting, getting the gist of what I'm trying to say. All right, let me move on. Number five, (laughs) they just don't care about you or like you. There are some people who won't apologize simply because they feel like they don't owe you nothing. They don't care about the relationship and they're not going to apologize for nothing, even if they know they're wrong. You don't matter to them. And unfortunately, that's a reality. There are plenty of people out there that know that they have done something wrong and they may have purposely done something wrong and the likelihood of them apologizing for it is very low. They just don't care. They don't like you. They don't care. They don't feel like they owe you anything. Number six, they were unaware that they even did something wrong. Many people out there are not even realizing that they should apologize for something because they're not aware that they have done something wrong. So I could be sitting in my home stewing over something that the person did to me and I could be mad and furious and I'm thinking, you know what? They're not going to hear from me until they apologize. Well, what if they don't know that they did something to harm me because I didn't communicate that to them? I didn't say anything about what they did. So I'm sitting here in my home just stewing over it and I'm only hurting myself. I'm not hurting them because they're very unaware of what's going on. And lastly, number seven, they didn't apologize because you never asked them to. Now, if I feel that somebody did something wrong to me, it might be in my best interest to go to them and say, 
hey, you did this to me and I really would like an apology for that. Okay, yeah, I can say that and yes, I'm expecting them to apologize, but just the fact that I put the thought in their head is good enough. So sometimes we just need to let them know, hey, you did this to me and I really would like an apology. Not saying you're going to get it, but at least now they're aware that that's what you're expecting and that's what you're looking for. And they can choose whether or not they want to give that to you or not. But just let them know that that's what you need. Having an awareness, understanding, and acceptance of the situation will greatly benefit you and relieve you of some undue pressure. You will also reduce the amount of stress by acknowledging that what you desire may not come to pass. When I recognize and challenge the situation that's happening and I take a time out to think about it, I can, you know, kind of come to a conclusion that I'm probably not going to get that apology. I need to be aware of that. I need to be aware of what it might be going, what might be going on with that other person. And when I'm aware of that, And I understand that it's possible that that's just not going to happen and then just accept that, then I can move on. I can give myself permission to move on when I challenge the situation and when I think about it long enough to figure out why that may not take place. We benefit from taking action to move on even when our feelings don't align. So I might still be upset about the situation, but I'm going to go on and go about my life anyway. I'm not going to let my feelings lead me. My feelings need to follow my actions. And that way I can continue to move on with my life and not be stuck somewhere because I'm waiting for something that may never happen. One, try to decide to forgive without an apology and move on with your life because the time given should never be wasted on what others may or may not do. We really have no control over outcomes. Number two, try to imagine how others perceive the situation. Is it possible they are clueless about what you're experiencing? If that's the case, then it's really important for you to just move on. Three, realize that you may not receive justice. And what I mean by justice is if you are wanting them to pay for or, you know, um, take ownership of something that happened, you just may not get that. Justice may not come to you. And life, as we know it, is not always fair. Number four, receiving an apology may not even satisfy you or restore you to your original state of mind. So just because you're saying, I want an apology, that's all I want is an apology. Just know that you may not be fully satisfied with that. And that's just the price you pay. Because even though they say, I'm sorry, you may be holding on to something because of your emotional connection to it. 
And that may never go back to the way it was in the beginning because you're holding on to it. See, the past can never be changed. When we experience really strong emotions during an event or crisis, it can become so difficult to let go of the pain and the memory of what took place. Just be aware that deeply rooted negativity within you destroys the body and it will slowly speed up your existence on this earth. You don't need nothing to fast forward your demise. So don't hold on to it because it's destroying your body. In Colossians chapter 3 verses 12 through 13, it says, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. If one has a complaint against another, forgiving others as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Sometimes the relationship needs to end to further or to prevent further damage to yourself and others. Sometimes it's okay to separate yourself from people. But even though you're separating yourself from them, still choose to forgive in your heart. However, let go, let go of what's been done in your spirit so you, you can heal. All right. Until the next time, good mental health, good spiritual health, and as always, good physical health. Thank you for deciding to listen all the way through to the end. Now, I hope that you will share this on your social media platform or feel free to go on Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. That just helps me get the word out. I would also appreciate any feedback you may have about this episode or the podcast itself. You can do that in writing through email at akayamimccoy at gmail.com. Or if you want more information or you want to work with me, you can go to my website at www.life-counseling-transitions.com. All of this information will be in the show notes. If you also wish to schedule a free 10-minute consultation with me, you can give me a call at 404-759-4853. Also, on Anchor, you are able to leave a recorded message about this episode, which could be played for our viewers or our listeners on the end of the episode. It just talks about the topic that you just heard and gives your feedback. All right. Until the next time, good mental health, good physical health, and always good spiritual health. Y'all take care.